Welcome to Sisters in Zion. I'm so happy to be here with you on this beautiful Sunday with my best friend. I'm Kirsten here in Hawaii, uh, here with my best friend, Danielle. Hey guys, I'm here in San Diego. Great to be on with you today. We, as always, are so excited to just share our friendship and our conversations, our message with you. And really, I was thinking about where this inspiration comes from and why every single week we are just giddy to get back on a podcast and talk to each other and talk to you and bring the Lord into our conversation. And, and really, it never feels like this intense pressure to me. It never feels like, oh no, like what am I going to talk about? It's always so aligned with the spirit and with the Lord. And it's just, and when you can remember to do that, it, it flows so, so easily and so fun. And it's just so incredible. And so there's so much that I have been working on this week that I'm excited to share with you the process that I've been going through and the, the things I've been learning that I think will be really pertinent to your current situation. So um, yesterday or two days ago, I had to drive to town and where I live, it's out in the country. So I have to drive about an hour just to get to any sort of, you know, store, mall, anything. So I drove yesterday and as soon as I got in the car, I said a quick prayer and I asked the Lord to guide me to listen to something that would be really uplifting. And instantly I got an image and I've learned that the first thought that comes is always from the Lord. So the first one, so I've practiced pretty regularly now, and it is not something that like, I, I still kind of argue with it sometimes because I'm like, well, oh, but maybe this one would be better, you know, but, but I've started to recognize. And so he guided me to listen to this other podcast and, you know, I was listening to it. And at first, it, it's funny because at first it really wasn't what I would have chosen and so I was kind of, again, hesitant, like, uh, I don't know, but I knew that the Lord had something good in store for me. So as I was listening, um, I, I listened to a few different episodes and, and, you know, there were parts of it that I, I didn't love. And then there were parts of it that were just absolutely earth shattering, life changing for the way that I think about things. And it was incredible. And I could feel my mind being expanded um, and opened to some of the things that the Lord has even, you know, I, I actually got a blessing from Kyle, a, a priesthood blessing um, from my husband like a week ago. And there were things in there that I, I knew the Lord had in store for me. And as he guided me to listen to this particular podcast, I could feel myself learning the things that he had in store for me. I was like, oh my goodness. And it makes me think about so many different aspects. I could go so many different directions with this, right? But one of them that I'm thinking right now is what happens when the Lord inspires us to create content or, or, you know, maybe you have felt inspired to start a podcast and you're like, oh, well, I don't know, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know I have, I actually have another podcast about my business and I've recorded five episodes and then I just stopped because, you know, and I'm busy and it's fine. There's no judgment. It's whatever. I'm just in my learning process of the whole thing. But Imagine if Danielle and I never would have listened to the prompting to record these conversations to help our sisters draw closer to Christ. We're not doing it, you know, for ourselves or for some sort of ego thing. It's just following the prompting that we received from the Lord. And I'm so grateful for this other sister who had followed the prompting as well. And, and she recorded something that was meant for me and for many others 
to receive messages from God. And it's just such a beautiful thing to think about the when you feel inspired to show up somewhere or say something or post something or any of that. You know, it really, when we are aligned with the Lord and we're in in a true purpose, like in one heart and one purpose with him, then we get to serve so many other of his children and our friends and, and those that we care about. And I'm just, I have so much gratitude for that. I, I feel the exact same. I just love how we get to learn from one another and that every single person is so you is unique. Like, you know, okay, this is going to be funny, but I, my birthday was this week and I went to see Mr. Rogers, the new movie on my, on my birthday. And I, there was a statement in the movie that the guy said to, um, so it's about this reporter who is a little bit, you know, bitter and, and Mr. Rogers manager says to him, Oh, Mr. Rogers loves people like you. And so the guy ends up later on in the show, he says that to Mr. Rogers, you know, so-and-so said that you love people like me that are broken or something. And Mr. Rogers looks at him and he goes, there's no one like you. You're unique. And it was just so sweet. And like, he was like, what? Like he didn't categorize. And, and I love that each of us are unique. And I, even our podcast, like it's not for everyone. It, it's, I, if we were going to like prepare lessons and really dive deep into like doctrine and scriptural stuff, we would probably never do this podcast because it would just be, Oh, I didn't get to study this week. It would just be like, um, the, it would, it would just be so difficult to, um, sit down and be organized with that, with the other things going on right now. And so the purpose of our podcast is not that, but I have actually watched some YouTube videos and other podcasts that do that. And I love that too. And I feel like, you know, with our podcast, the purpose is just to share things that we go through each week. Um, I don't even know what we talk about some of the times I'm like, Hey, Oh yeah, this reminds me, this came up for me this week. This is how I processed it. This is where I'm at. And I love that it can be for you or maybe someone you're thinking about or maybe someone that you've you know had a conversation with or a family member that would would resonate with what what we're also going through and just showing how the gospel can apply in so many situations and the gospel is really a gospel of love it's not a gospel of hey don't do this and don't do this and do do this and pay this and it's really not that it's a gospel of love how can you and first and foremost right love yourself. And that's, that's the, where it starts. How do you stay in a situation or in a frame of mind? Like Kirsten, like, I love how you're saying how, how staying aligned. Like I cannot stay aligned with God if I am not, um, staying true to me and what my needs are in that moment and myself, my wants and my, you know, wants or whatever you, in that moment, your decision, your agency, right? That when I stay aligned with that, then I can actually be an instrument in God's hands because I'm not pulling myself out of a boat and trying to save someone when I don't even have a life preserver on. So I, I always remember that. And it's um, as I'm working on getting aligned with him. And I know, I know one of the conversations, you know, we wanted to talk about today was agency. And when I feel like I make a decision and I just, and sometimes I'm not sure. It's like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's aligned with, you know, you and your purpose right now. And, but this is what I do. I invoke my agency. I make the decision. I just do. Right. But then I invoke my agency and I say, 
but I invite you to correct me. I invite you to, you know, clean up or help me make a better decision. You know, if this decision is muddled by maybe some weaknesses or maybe some, some things I'm not seeing. So I hope, I don't know if that is making sense because we're not using um, an example at this moment, but just, um, I don't know, just giving you guys permission to honor you and to love you. Um, before my mission, my grandpa took me aside and there's a scripture in the Doctrine and Covenants that says, um, so I'm going to paraphrase, but it says, even if you only bring one soul unto me, how great will be your joy. And he says, do you know, he says like sitting down like a sweet old grandpa, you know, and he just like puts his finger up. Do you know who that one soul is? And he's got like the number one on his finger. And I'm like, Oh, like one baptism. You know, I didn't know I was like 20 and he's like, you, you, your mission will bring you to him. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. It just hit me. It was so sweet. And that is his purpose. It's you. It's not, you got to do a whole bunch of things for a whole bunch of people. You, and he'll direct you to do things for other people when you are right. When you are right with him. And that's really the first act of our agency is just oh, honoring you. I, I, I don't know. That's a subject I feel really strong about because I never felt that way. I was like shoot it on myself and would feel bad and just felt like I wasn't doing good enough. And when I let go of that and was able to feel, just get myself right with the Lord. Oh my gosh, I can just show up for people so much better now. I love how you said the first act of agency. That was really good. I've never like, I mean, I don't know, like you want to put it in a checklist? Like, <laughs> you know, I love checklists. So the first act of agency is you. And I wanted to talk a lot about agency today too. I'm glad you brought it up again because agency, what, what I've been learning about is that there is an actual power there in exercising your agency to have stewardship over yourself. And using, you know, like, so here we are in these bodies, these physical bodies, and our spirit is given stewardship over this body. And God does not take stewardship over our bodies. And Satan does not have stewardship, stewardship over our bodies. We have stewardship over our own bodies and our own agency. And there is so much power there that we can't, or I don't want to say can't, but I don't think I have even been able to comprehend the actual power of it. I want to learn more about the power of using my agency also through my words. So something you said, but before we, we, before we start recording, just so you all know, we, we always say a prayer. And one thing that you said, Danielle, was that we, what was it? Gosh dang it, I'd had it and then it left me. But we choose to show up each week and we, you didn't say it this way, but what, what it meant to me was we exercise our agency to show up each week on this podcast. And we ask thee, I know what it was. We ask thee to show us if there's anything that we can improve. And what I, what really struck me and what I want all of you to learn in this is that Danielle ask the Lord to show us what we can improve. So would the Lord have shown us what we can improve 
without us asking him to show us what we can improve. And that's what I want you to think about. The things that the Lord is maybe even bound. I hate to put boundaries or limits on the Lord, but it's like there are certain laws that the Lord lives in. It's, it's the laws of, you know, of heaven. It's the law, it's the priesthood, it's the governing laws of the world, the universe, everything. And we have to actually use our agency and our, the power of our words to invoke the blessings that the Lord is wanting. You know, I've thought about this a lot. It's wanting to give us. He's like standing right there. He's like, here you go. Just ask for it. And we're just like, well, why don't you just give it to me? Can't you see that I need it? You know? And so for our podcast, we, we would kind of be like, well, can't you see that we want to improve? And he's like, oh, absolutely. Just ask me. And we're like, oh, we didn't think of that. <laughs> you know, and and maybe, and I've even... I've asked the Lord even recently, um, there's been this project that I've been really trying to get off the ground. And it is just, oh my goodness, I, I try with my, the best of my ability. I, I pray before I work on the project. I even you know, get on my knees and get in a very quiet space and I read the scriptures. I study. I really do my very best without panic, without fear or shame. I totally come in and ask the Lord to be with me. And then I start working on my project and there are definitely times where I, and I'm sure when I look back on this project, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, he was with me the whole time. Like, I don't know why I didn't notice or, but there are times where I am just like, Lord, I don't feel you in this. This is so hard for me. I don't know why I'm really not getting what I think I need from you out of this project. And, and I've even compared it to things, Danielle, that you're working on, you know, like, well, gosh, it seems like he's helping Danielle so much with her project, you know, <laughs> why won't you help me like that? You know, and it's not that I'm really comparing myself to you, but you know, you're my best friend and we talk about our projects all the time. And mine is so difficult. It's like just pushing a car up a hill, it feels like. And yet I know it's what I'm supposed to be working on. And so I keep moving forward and I do get inspiration and everything, but it's just been difficult. So I was, kind of talking to Danielle about this before. And I, I realized like, okay, what can I do differently here? I know the Lord wants to help me. I know he's my friend and he's my brother and he's my savior and he loves me so much. So what can I do to ask differently? So I started asking a different question. And that question is, Lord, can you help me know how to learn from you? Here I am trying, you know, the X, Y, and Z, the things that I think and that I've been taught up to this point, I've been taught how to learn from you in a certain way. And those things are good and valid and everything, but there must be something about the way that I'm asking or my beliefs that I'm bringing to this that are blocking the blessings. Um, or maybe I believe that the real blessing in this is the process that I'm going through to come closer to him and the actual blessing that I think I want of finishing the project is, or, you know, and you fill in the blank for you, you know, hitting the rank or finishing the project or getting past a certain trial, you know, is actually not the real blessing. But is that because I believe it's not the real blessing? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a process of learning and wading through this. And I'm not, I'm not trying to overcomplicate it because I know the Lord is not complicated. It's me that's creating all of this in my head. But I do know that there are ways that we can learn from the Lord with ease 
And I'm seeking to understand those ways by using my accountability to ask him to show me what those ways are. I know. I like that you're bringing up. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who have projects and things they're working on. And I'm going to use this word in quotes that are hard, <laughs> unquote. And what makes it hard is when, you know, we are fighting against resistance, right? That's how working out and lifting weights are hard. So what are we resisting against? And so maybe that's an, even a question is in, within your agency, right? Um, asking what am I resisting? I'm, and so I've learned um, a lot from my agency this last like year or two, I would say. Um, and I keep, I practice with it a lot and I love using that power. But one of the things that I, that I love doing that helps me stay aligned with him is just like when I make a decision about something and I'm, I'm not really sure, I actually just invite him. I just say, like I said before, I invite you to correct me. And so then I don't stress over it. I'm just going to go, go forward with this though. This is what I'm going to do, but I invite you to correct me. And I know anything can be given to the atonement, anything. And as like right now that I'm running, I'm getting my body um, back and healthy after my surgery. I just keep, I just keep talking to the Lord. Anytime that I have a thought pattern, that's like, Oh, is my neck going to hurt? No, I, you know what? I'm going to give that to the Lord. My neck is going to be great. And every, so your thoughts coupled with emotion are what create neural patterns. So it's not happenstance that he's like, you have to invoke your agency because when you connect that thought, with the, with the emotion and you vocalize it, right? So this is a verbal pattern of it. Then you're actually creating an energy. So if I create an energy out of that thought and that emotion that's negative, then great. I mean, the Lord cannot stop that or why would we won't even learn? So even today, you know, when I went on my run, I just was, I was thanking, um, Every like emotion that I was coming up for me as I was running, like for being part of my life. And one of the emotions that came up for me was wounded. I had chosen for years to feel wounded. And so I just thanked that I was, I loved the word wounded. And I imagined it like, like written out, but standing up like tall, like a person. So it was on its side. <laughs> and I imagined, I just was imagining myself hugging it saying, thank you for bringing me where I am today. Thank you for bringing me to my savior. And I, I just invoke all of these like, um, invitations directed to the Lord to help me. And, you know, something that's fun to do is, um, just practice with it. So on my birthday, this is uh, kind of a funny little thing, but but just practice with inviting the Lord in for something for you. Um, maybe it's something small. And I had asked him the day before my, my birthday, I just kind of said, you know what? I said, God, I want a present from you. I want, and I was like, I want red roses. I don't even know when or who just, I, you know, and I've done this before with, I love red roses, you know, and I've done this before and they've shown up. And so I was like, you know, I want them. I want red roses for my birthday. And I actually had forgotten about that's what I asked for. And, but I used my agency. I asked and invited him in to, you know, get me red roses. And so my birthday morning um, comes right the next day. And I get, I get a text from one of my friends. Um, so she's in my business. Um, her name's Dana. She's so amazing. And she just says, happy birthday. Just love you. So grateful for you in my life. And I'm like, you're the best. You're so cool. So yes, I text her back. And so then the day goes on. And again, I hadn't, 
thought of the, I actually forgot that I had asked, <laughs> but God doesn't forget. And so Dana calls me around 2 p.m. that day and says, Hey, Danielle, I just wanted you to know that I've been working on trying to get a dozen red roses sent to you. She was out of town, not she wasn't here in San Diego. She was actually in Northern California. She's like, I just wanted you to know, and I wasn't able to get them sent to you, but I've been working on it and trying to get a place to get them to you for your birthday today. And it just meant the world to me. And so she's like, I'm going to bring them to you when I get back. Uh, it meant the world to me. Like how in, how in the world did like she all of a sudden, you know, halfway through the day decided I want to get Danielle red roses for her birthday. Like that's how cool God is when we invoke our agency and doing and how much he loves us, like number one is get yourself right. So when I know what the Lord can do for me and I know what my agency can do for me, think how much more powerful I can serve and help other people. That's so sweet. I thought you were going to say you wanted extra protein bars for your birthday. And <laughs> okay, wait a second. We do need to talk about that. So last week's episode, for those of you... You can totally judge us. It's fine. It was hilarious, our conversation about protein bars. So um, the day before my birthday, this package from Amazon shows up, and I'm like, what is this from? And I open it, and it's a huge like bundle of protein bars from Kirsten. <laughs> it was awesome. It was the best. And I ate one on my birthday. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Yes. Well, we have abundance in all the things that we love so much, right? We share a, a bar hoarding problem. <laughs> So anyways, so good. Um, okay. I love this example. I have to play devil's advocate here for a moment. Okay. Because I wonder if there's anybody else who has tried this in other scenarios and, and red roses, so to speak, have not shown up. Um, because I did do this one time. I actually read this in a book. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a, a church book. It was actually like a kind of a, it wasn't the secret, but it was one of those like power of manifesting type books. And it just, you know, went through the whole actual step-by-step -step process of, you know, doing that. And so I asked one time, I don't even remember what it was, but it was something like that, some kind of flower or something that I wanted to show up <clears throat> and it never showed up. Um, and I have done this before in certain things, especially in my business, where it 100% has shown up. So I fully believe in this power. But I wonder, though, what are the pieces that need to be there in order for it to show up? Like, I almost wonder if the Lord, like, does it matter, do you think, if, if I just say, <clears throat> excuse me, I want a green frog. And, and the green frog means absolutely nothing to me. Like it's very, it's very trivial. It's very like, I'm almost like testing the Lord, like in a way, like, Hey, you there, like you're going to show up for me today. You know, like that kind of a feeling, like, I wonder what kind of love and power and choice and meaning need to be there for the, not that the Lord needs boundaries or, or anything, any sort of parameter, but I don't know. Like, have you ever done this when, you know, red roses or something else hasn't shown up? And so, Oh and yeah. Did you find me um, marriage? <laughs> How many times have I asked for marriage? Yeah, <laughs> now I'm 40 something. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I totally hear what you're saying. And do I have all the answers to how? No, but I do know that there's a couple things, right? Agency. Another is the power of hope. 
like putting it into a hope form. And then the third power is faith. And then another power is that, that charity, which is really just like faith, hope, and charity, right? Staying aligned with um, love, staying aligned with God, um, staying in a state of charity, meaning staying, I don't know, I'm having a time saying it, but like in kindness and not in, in, in joy, not in judgment of herself or in blame and not, you know, not kind of going into like a negative pride, you know, circulation thing. So, so anyway, let me go back. So agency is I want marriage. I do. But the question is, what, do I just want marriage? No, I want an eternal. I want an eternal and really amazing celestial marriage. So I don't just want marriage. So that's the key. So it's not like just a frog, right? I really want a good marriage. So the second part is that I'm putting that into a hope. Okay, God, my hope is to have an eternal celestial marriage, to be with someone who I would be the most happy with, the most beneficial. Okay, so the, uh, the next one, so the third step here, is invoking your faith going okay he's got it he's got it he's taking care of it the fourth is going to be staying aligned with him and that's through being staying aligned with the spirit having the spirit in your life um staying true to like keeping yourself in a state of joy um staying like not taking on stress and overwhelm things that kind of alienate you from feeling close to him and when we do we just use the atonement and come back not saying you're perfect at it it's just continually realigning like you go to the chiropractor right need to realign here we go <laughs> so with that right that means you you let go of the control of it the form that it ends up coming in if it was just marriage i could have been married oh i want to be married by my birthday on this day you know sure i could marry somebody but that's not what i'm asking i'm asking him for the best i'm asking him for the, mo the most excellent like way that for my learning journey for my marriage. And it's been by being single at this age and staying in hope. I still have a hope for it. So does that make sense? So I let go of the control of how it shows up and when it shows up, but I've given it to him in a very detailed hope form. It makes total sense. It does. And I just want you to know that that is part of my prayer for you too. And if I just, I want everyone to pray for you too. I just want to invoke that choice. Will you please use your choice to invoke that for Danielle? Um, we all love you and your eternal marriage so much and believe in it and have faith in it so much. And I will continue using my choice and words to ask the Father for that blessing for you. So please, anybody else who feels aligned, ask for that for Danielle. She Thank deserves you. it. Oh, I will yes. love it. And, you know, I want to say one thing on that. As I, years ago, I was like praying. And I was just like, why? And I was like, you know, being, you know, really not aligned with charity. I was going into this poor me and all this kind of stuff. And the Lord broke through that. And he said, because you wouldn't have been as happy if I would have um, been married at um, the younger age. I needed to go through things. And when I, he showed me that he was actually, I was carefully in his hands on this path at 40 something and single that he was like, I've got you and you could have, but you wouldn't have been as happy. This has made you into the powerful woman that you are. And that was one of the words that I got in my mind. And I just felt this love come over me. And so instead of like going, why am I not married? I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> I was thanking him. So I like, yes, I love any power of faith 
and uh, to invoke that, but I'm really, yeah, really grateful. So that's part of the agency. Again, my agency is still, yeah, I invite you then not just to get me in a marriage that's not happy. You know, I want to get in one that I can work through things with people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is wonderful when we get to a place where the Lord can show us where we've been, right? And go back and go, oh, look at that. I, it kind of reminds me, I've told you this before, but you know, the, the prophet, President Nelson's wife, right? And she was never married until much, much later. I'm like, oh, I told you, you're going to be a prophet's wife. Like that's, <laughs> and now we look back at that situation. Not that it, not that we need to compare her to you or anything like that, but it's kind of interesting. I wonder how often in her life did she look at her current situation and go, ah, really, Lord? Like, really? Am I really in this? You know, and now being, you know, in the situation she's in, married to the prophet, I'm sure, not that it's always easy, but it's just, it always makes perfect sense and perfect charity and hope when you are aligned in the arms of the Lord, right? Um, and, and I think too, you know, when you shared that you were frustrated and spiraling and all of that, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, of course you were. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, as we... Uh, not that it compares really, but again, this project that I'm working on right now, I, I don't know why I'm choosing to go through it the way I am. I, I take responsibility for the way that I'm going through it, but I don't know how to not. I'm just going to keep putting my foot forward. I'm not going to give up. I will be successful. I will find exactly what I need here. But there are days where I just, I'll go in and I'll ask Kyle to give me like some insight or some guidance and something. And he is so much better at this particular project than I am. And I'll go in and I'll ask him and he'll like something that took me like two or three days to come up with an idea. He'll just like, boom, like snap his fingers. And then she's just like, oh yeah, well it should be like this. And that's easy. And, the, and I'm just like, I, I feel like a child around him. You know what I mean? And he's not meaning to make me feel like I just go in and I come back in my office and I shut the door and I cry. Like I just like put my head in my hands and I just, the other day I cried twice after trying to ask for his advice and guidance. And he didn't mean anything by it. He was just like trying to help me, but I feel like so stupid. I feel like an idiot. I, I all these beliefs that I have. And you know, if there's anything I've learned from you, Danielle, it's like, oh, great. Oh, good. Look at this. Look at this feeling that's coming up in me. Wow. Thank you for coming up in me. Thank you for triggering me and making me feel this way so that I can look at it and go, wow, you really have these projections that you're, you know, putting on your husband or putting on yourself or whatever. Anyway, that was a long way of coming to the conclusion that we have to use our choice to move forward and take responsibility, right? And um, Gosh. Well, taking responsibility is even using your agency because when we throw blame or judgment, or, uh, whatever it may be, right, then we're actually not taking responsibility for what's really going on. So that's a form of your, your age. Having your full agency intact is it's a godlike power. It is a god power, but it's a godlike power. So how do we do that? So, you know, I know like even with you, Kirsten, we, we process a lot and you'll come and you'll, you know, like even this week and I'll do this for you. You do it for me. We'll vent. And then we'll go, okay, so what part of me actually is creating this situation or this story? What story is it feeding? This is about me though. I said this week to someone that I do business coaching with and I was, I was being very vulnerable and I was going into um, some personal things 
um, about how I felt in a group setting at church. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to say it. And this is it. And I told her and I said, oh my gosh. And I was telling her all this stuff. And I was like, am I being annoying? And she's like, and she laughs. She goes, no, but she goes, you must be annoying yourself because that's the only reason I thought that. But so, so I'm like, you're right. I am, I take responsibility instead of going for everything, instead of any blame, any projections we make, it really is a reflection of us. I made this projection that I was, you know, maybe annoying her. And she's like, I'm not annoyed. I was annoying myself. Does that make sense? So I just think yes, that- I annoy myself a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. So taking agency into full tact is taking that responsibility for what we not only just choose and invite the Lord in, Hey, I invite you to help me see this in a better way. Hey, I'm actually really excited about this. I'm doing great, but I invite you to help me even do better. So that, that inviting that agency, you have to ask, but also taking responsibility for when things show up. And I'll, I'll give you another example because my, my birthday was this week. And so I've learned birthdays and families can really bring up some sensitive stuff for you. And I was stoked this year to just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited to look at it. Let's do it. Instead of it being like, oh, you know, whatever. I, I love it. And so families really mirror a ton of things for you. And, and either we can just be blame and like, oh, they're just out there. You know, they just think about themselves or whatever. You know, we can say all that kind of stuff. But really, why don't we just look at what does it bring up for me? And yay, I get to level up because I'm actually going to have an awareness. So my, my sister, who I just adore, um, texts me very first thing in the morning um, for my birthday. It was super sweet text. And just said, happy birthday. Love you. Hope you have a great day. And my first reaction was to be annoyed that she didn't like call me and that she didn't give me a text that I, I'm going to, I'm being vulnerable, you guys. So, but my first reaction is this, so that I couldn't like say anything. Like she didn't like say, what are you going to do? It was like, doesn't she care? Doesn't want to hear my voice. Like, so I went into this, like, like projection towards her. And so then I went, Oh, wait a second. Okay. This is when I invoke my agency. I say, Lord, I am really wanting help because I don't want this story. What am I doing? Like, why am I? My sister showed up perfectly. She's adorable, sweet. Like, it's great. There's nothing, I don't even know why. And other friends did the same thing, but it's family we, we tend to project onto. So, so I, I took it to him and said, I'm totally willing to see a new way. Here's my agency. Help me. And he did. I got such clarity. I was just using information to, to create a story of feeling um, of unresolved feelings of insignificance and unlovableness in myself. That's it. So this huge projection, I took full responsibility for, took it back and I said, what's it about? And I got such clarity that again, I'll just kind of repeat it, but I was looking for how can I, you know, add to this story, you know, of this feeling that I have unresolved about feeling insignificant and unlovable. And I just went, wow, my sister's not the one that helps me feel significant and lovable. It's God. And it's me accepting that from God. So I turned to him and I, that whole day, I just kept checking in. Hey, I want to feel significant with you. And I just, I continue to just, um, say to myself, actually, I wrote it down. Um, I said, I continually receive significance and unconditional um, love from God for myself and others. And I just said that over and over. 
And I was like, I don't want to feed that story. Forgive me for feeding that story and help me invoking my agency. I ask you to show me where I can. And so anyway, it's been a really cool week. And I was like, I thanked my sister in my head, not to herself because it was all me. And I just said, thank you so much. I thank the Lord for her showing up that way to help me see that. Like it was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And then, sorry, it's like one last thing is, so then I'm at this um, event, this Christmas event last night and someone said something and that, that story came up for me and I almost took what they said to feed it. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. And I started to like start to feed that story. And I, I noticed it this time really strong. And I went, Nope, not my story. I am significant and unconditionally loved. So it's really cool when you invoke again, it's your agency, but your whole life is what you choose in your thoughts. And even if my sister's reality was, I don't want to, I don't really want to, I'm too busy. I don't want to talk with her. She's not that significant to me. Even if that's her story, that's, that's her story. It doesn't have to be mine. I mean, mine's, my story is my story. Her story is her story of why we do things we do. So it still doesn't have any truth to it because you create your own truth about you. And so my question would be within your agency, what actions of others, what behaviors of others, and even in family, are you using to feed your story? And what story do you want to feed? Total, our choice. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. I know that's been a journey for you. And that, that was definitely vulnerable to share that about your sister. So, and I know she is a total sweetheart and loves you so much. And as we all do, um, I was thinking of an example. Oh, oh, um, I had the same thing. It wasn't my birthday, but I have, um, I was raised in Utah and, uh, and, and there's absolutely an amazing upbringing, just absolutely incredible parents, beautiful community. Um, my soul and the way that I show up in the world did not receive a lot of what I was given in my hometown really well. And so I have a lot of judgment for, there's a lot of judgment placed on me as a child. I was not your, you know, I almost said typical, but again, that's a judgmental thing to say too, because anyway, just whatever, however I was growing up in Utah, created beliefs about um, the community there that I don't really love. And I don't want to be there and I don't want to live in it and I don't want to be around it. I want to hear what it sounds like or looks like or anything. I'll go back and visit and I, I love to visit and I love everybody there. It's nothing that it's me. It's my ability to function in this community. There's things there that are deep down that I just do not resonate with me at all. It's a very harsh chord actually that I'm getting. It's like, it's like someone's playing a chord on a piano or something that sounds terrible to me. It's repulsive. Um, it's within myself though, right? So um, I told you guys that there was this podcast that I was guided to listen to. And my, I knew it was from the Lord because this person's voice actually does not resonate with me because it sounds exactly like the tone. <laughs> I'm laughing now at the depth of this. Like I'm just now getting like how awesome this is that the Lord is so merciful and is so capable of teaching us everything we need to know about what's buried. Anyway, 
he instructed me to listen to this podcast. And my first reaction that I didn't share with you, because I felt like it was rude. I'm not going to tell you who it is because I felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like this person, but I do not want to listen to the sound of her voice. It reminds me of everything I hate about Utah, actually. And I shared that with Danielle and she was like, oh, wow. What does that mean about you? <laughs> like instantly. And I was like, I know, I know. I, I will take all of what you're saying. It's all about me, everything about it. So I'm not past it yet. You guys, I'm really not. Um, I will say that I ha it's reminding me though, isn't it amazing how the spirit brings all these things to your remembrance, like all at once, right? There was a moment I was in a pretty deep prayer and meditation. I was finally alone. I was laying on my bio mat by myself with no children around me, you know, really in a deep meditation. And the Lord took me in a vision back to my hometown and we walked through the streets. I'm just from a tiny town too. I mean, it's not a large city or anything, but we walked down the streets and there were all these memories that popped up and it wasn't me. I mean, the Lord was definitely digging around in there with me and for me because I wouldn't normally just bring up all these things, but we took the, the light of the atonement, which I've come to recognize, um, as it, as it relates to me, how I see the light of the atonement. Um, and we just erased it all. We just walked through the whole town and just erased. And I think there's, obviously I grew up till I was 18. So there's years and years of this, but we were just going through individually and just touching many of the memories there. And so now to have been, you know, a few weeks later, guided to listen to this podcast, that is somebody from Utah who has the voice, the tone of voice that I just can't stand and be guided to listen to it and have it bring up all these things what I'm trying to share is I can see the Lord going right into my heart, right into my soul and just pulling things out and going, Hey, here's what still exists for you. That's actually stopping your progress in becoming who you want to be. It's not the Lord telling me, Oh, you should be this person or you have to be this. It's me saying to the Lord, I know this is how I'm supposed to evolve, but I am so stuck here. And so many of us are so stuck where we're at, right? And all of these things have to come up, like a text from our sister on our birthday that we don't like, or, uh, you know, a podcast voice that is so irritating that reminds me of things that I don't like, but it's exactly what I'm meant to experience. Um, and I don't think the Lord is a dictator and it's not, it's not this thing where I'm creating all these scenarios that I have to go and suffer through, right? It's not like that. It's not like I'm creating things to suffer through. It's just simply, I'm always praying to the Lord that he will gently guide me to becoming closer to him in like the nicest way too. I'm always like, Lord, just be, be gentle. Just give me a really nice experience that I can learn from. Yeah, we learn through gentleness. And I think it's, yeah, thanks for sharing. You're vulnerable. I hope you guys can relate on levels with how we just process just innate feelings and things that come up about our own selves, obviously it has nothing to do about anybody else. But even just like the fact that the voice or the accent, like it triggered for you, there's probably, you know, we're not going to process all of it right now, but probably some individual people that maybe judged you that you're holding resentment that you're not for sure what it is it just it just triggered a chord like you said and so it's a good way to look at things for ourselves because our we 
this life at some point in this life or the next, we have to take responsibility for how we our, our energy, our agency showed up on the, in this life and clear that with the Lord. And if it was when I was seven, you know, or let's say it was an older age, I guess, maybe 13, and I was mean to a girl at school, and maybe I don't remember it, but I, I asked the Lord, like, um, to show me these things that I need to take care of now in this life. What can I, and that's why I love, like, even like we've talked about before, when I work out, when I'm running, like little things will come up or like, are you hearing this voice? He's like, Hey, are you ready? Like, I just want to help you cleanse things. He's doing it for you. He's like, I want to help you cleanse. And uh, Danielle, are you ready? I'm going to have your sister not call you. So I just want you to cleanse things. It's not because she doesn't love you. It's just, she's staying true to what she needs to do right now. And I just want you to cleanse little levels. I'm like, okay, thank you. So if we can look at them like that, it's little levels of things that we need to have take responsibility with our agency and take it to him and say, yes, I'm willing to. And I thank those people for helping me come like be facilitating me coming to the Lord, which helps me resolve any feelings of resentment. Cause again, you, to invoke the feelings, you know, gratitude, and, you know, which is thanking them helps to invoke emotion pretty easily. It's like, if I say, Oh, I just want to feel joy. Okay. It's like, how do you do it? It's like the way you do it. The action is through gratitude. It really brings you into that state pretty quickly. So I think it's beautiful. I'm glad you shared that because I just think it's part of, Hey, let's cleanse some stuff. Are you ready? Yeah. And I'm asking for it. And I think that's our point. We talk a lot on our pod about this accountability and bringing up emotions to look at it, you know, and I think the real point here that we've been learning, you know, even more so is the power in asking, truly asking, and then witnessing what comes up when we ask. It's, you know, the simple invitation to ask and ye shall receive right? Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And that is a action that we um, are required to take. And I, the, the Lord is required to be given that command. I was going to say earlier, one question that I've had is, you know, for those of you who have served in the temple, and there's a lot of words that must be spoken, verbalized, actually using the, the vibrational cords to speak and there's a power and an energy that comes out of with these words. And I've thought about it. I'm like, well, especially like during ceilings or something, you know, where they're just like repeat, 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 repeat. And I thought, gosh, why does the Lord require us to say all these words? Can't we just go like, boom, all right, everybody's sealed. Like we, we, we intend it. We ask in our heart, like we intend that we want to be sealed, but why do we have to speak these words? And I think there's so much there that we don't understand. And even in the Bible, when it talks about the worlds being created, the Lord spoke it and it was, right? So it's not the Lord thought it and it happened. The Lord spoke it and it happened. And us being these spirits and, and being put into our bodies to use our voice, like the actual speaking of these words is so much more powerful than we even realize. So take what, we, what, what you've been learning with us. Maybe we are certainly learning more about speaking life into what we're asking for. And um, anyway, 
that's what we're learning right now. So thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of our lives. We love you and we love the Lord and we're so grateful that we get to be aligned on this journey with you. So thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye everybody.